Jack Ebling here with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. Matt, gas prices are still up there, but you've got some good news. I do have good news, Jack. We have lots of different models that are going to help with that issue. I've got the Nissan Sentra, Versa, that all get over 30 miles to the gallon. In fact, the Versa gets 40 miles to the gallon. Wow. Our all-electric Aria has a range of 269 miles. And then on the Chevy side, Trax, Malibu, Equinox, and Trailblazer, all over 30 miles to the gallon. And our brand-new Blazer EV, 320 miles. Miles of range. Lots of great options. Stop and see Matt and the gang here. Graph of Okemos, they're making friends. Great afternoon, Mid Michigan and beyond, and welcome to the Drive with Jack Spotlight Radio Network. Jack Ebling here with my producer today, Boston Rob. Rob, it is so cold out there. Uh, may not look like it, but uh, I had a chance to do something today that I haven't done in a long time. And that was play outdoor basketball when it was below 30 degrees. All right. <laughs> uh, not the smartest thing I've ever done, but say, it's You're going to be hurting boss. a little later, yeah. or are you hurting right now? No. Uh, other than frostbite, I was in good shape. But, okay. but uh, Zach, my son, and yeah. his wife, Leah, and our grandkids, Logan and Zoe, uh, here for their last day. Oh. Uh, they're leaving tomorrow morning, bright and early, to head back to Asia been three phenomenal weeks outstanding happy for all you guys and uh logan given a choice of things he wanted to do he wanted uh, one more box of basketball cards yesterday um got another uh victor wembenyama card so he was happy about that uh at age six pretty good it's amazing what he knows about basketball more than some media members now is he going to be able to stay up late and watch some spartan hoops before he heads back home tomorrow uh, i think that's the plan okay that's the plan he was there in the flesh last yes, saturday was. yeah and uh, enjoyed that a, a great deal but he wanted to play uh, one more time outside we were over at cornell elementary school and uh, had a chance to play i think it's the first time that he ever beat his dad uh, but had a little help from Papa, so it was two of us <laughs> against Zach, and uh, you know Zach kept shooting four pointers. It's the new so that fire and ice, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You were Passing you were part of the new fire and ice combination. My job was to set picks, I think. So, uh, yep. But uh, that was a, a ton of fun, and uh, my fingers will be thawed out, I think, by Sunday. That's the plan. All right, uh, let's go out to our guest line and welcome in as we do. Almost every week at this time, Deshaun Tate, our Lansing-bred, Atlanta-based basketball savant. It's Tate's Take Hoops, where basketball lives. Deshaun, Spartans in action tonight. Penn State coming to Breslin. A game the Spartans really should win and almost must win. Yeah, uh, good afternoon to you, Jack. And like you said, a... uh game against Penn State, and of course, you know, as we always talk about, Michigan State not really can afford to be in the business of writing anybody off or anything like that. Yeah. Penn State, you know, typically plays some pretty good basketball. I mean, you start looking at programs, especially within Power Five conferences, that have kind of elevated itself in comparison yeah. to who they used to be. Um, yeah. Penn State has definitely grown to be in to be uh, in uh, in that conversation. I think a couple of years ago they got all the way up to somewhere in the top ten. Uh, kind of looked similar to, you know, when it was with John Crispin and some of those guys. And then, you know, last year even, the the run uh, that they had all the way yeah. to the, what, conference tournament finals or something like that, I think it was. So uh, the work's going to be cut out, and uh, Michigan State has 
definitely just trying to improve more and more every day and kind of stay under the radar a little bit. The good news for Michigan State, Deshaun, is that uh, Jalen Pickett is no longer a Nittany Lion. He was a load for everyone. He was a, a bullish back in point guard, yeah. kind of a kind of a Earl Monroe-ish player. Yeah. And uh, now uh, a Lundy. lot of people said, Seth "Well, Lundy even yeah, yeah Seth, Seth Lundy, Lundy right? Another the guy. Hawks. Yeah. That's right. And Pickett is with the Denver Nuggets." A lot of people looked at him and looked at Penn State and said, well, how, how could they get to the Big Ten championship game? They don't have any pros. Well, guess what? they got two of them in the league right now. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about some other things that we have seen in college basketball. And Last night, uh, Nebraska hosting Indiana, which Hoosiers were first place in the Big Ten, and uh, thinking that they had a game up on Purdue, which lost to Northwestern. Nebraska, of course, having beaten Michigan State, and uh, they're thinking that they're pretty good in Lincoln, and guess what? They didn't just beat the Hoosiers. They smacked them. A 17-point win for Nebraska. Kasei Tomonaga uh, with his family in the stands from Japan couldn't miss. Uh, what do you make of Nebraska? Fred Hoiberg onto something here? Uh, what are they, 12-2 and two now? I think that he could be. He's even had a couple players that have come through. I think McGowan's, I think, was one of the guys yeah, also yeah. Uh, over the last couple of years. And you know, a couple others, I know that they're kind of, you know, we're going to be relying quite a bit on uh, C.J. Wiltshire. Uh, who's yes. you know kind of coming off the bench and whatnot for them, and yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Indiana's one of those teams that you always you know they come out every year and kind of think that they're going to be one of the teams that could uh, you know maybe contend for something. And it's not about necessarily losing to Nebraska, and we understand they're not the only team that have done that. I know we're trying to forget about that, but uh, Nebraska is just kind of elevating its game, you know, and uh, you know just the, the 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 job that he has done, I think, kind of you know speaks for itself. Uh, this conference is maybe not the best conference in the country and all of that, but I think there's a lot of teams that are really, really equal uh, to one another as well. And as it stands right now, not that we've played a lot of games in the Big Ten, but you know, the one that has probably been a little bit of a head-scratcher for some people outside of Nebraska may very well be Illinois, uh, who, you know, yeah. we, I always have these conversations with you about teams during March, of course, Tennessee and Creighton. Yeah. And, yeah. Some of these other ones that I can't really trust. But there's a couple of them that I always want to believe in every year because I really see what they do within the conference, but they just don't make the kind of run in March. And that's the Texas Longhorns and the Illinois, uh, Illinois Fighting Illini. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so uh, I know that there's some, some situations with Terrence Shannon, the guard over there. Uh, yeah. They're kind of going through some different things over there. But, uh, I mean, that, that, that head coach has done a phenomenal job embracing and getting guys to play the way. I mean, they're gritty. They're physical. They're athletic. Uh, Coleman Hawkins, obviously, returning again. He's a big-time player for them, and they're they're really, really, really tough. Yeah, and I was a little surprised when Terrence Shannon Jr. was suspended for the year with the rape allegation, and it triggered a policy at Illinois where now there will be an appeal, but for the time being, and until further notice, Terrence Shannon is out of the Illini program. And uh, he'd been projected as a top 15 NBA pick, the, the highest rated player in the Big Ten in terms of pro basketball. So I thought that Illinois might 
struggle or try to find its identity without him, they haven't missed a beat. No, and, and they haven't. Like I said, I think so much of that is really based off of, you know, embracing that culture and whatnot. Got a big game coming up uh, pretty soon. Uh, what is it, next week against Michigan State? They got Purdue coming up this yeah. week. It's going to be a big game, big week for them. I think we're going to learn a whole lot about exactly who they are. Um, but being a team that has, you know, lost, what, one game on the season, two games on the season, I think, and yeah. – um, they're 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 going to be a tough out for anybody. I mean, Wisconsin's you know going to be right there as well. Who's you know looked pretty good this season, and uh, um, I, you know everybody's just kind of sitting back, kind of waiting on Michigan State. It seems like I didn't think we would be at this point. We'd be talking about the obvious, Purdue and Michigan State kind of duking it out to a degree uh, for Big Ten supremacy. It's still a long season, still got a long way to go with 15, 16 yeah. games left within the conference, but. Uh, I think that things will definitely look a little bit different over time, but I guess we just have to sit back and see. Yeah, and uh, Michigan State was 79th uh, in the NCAA net rankings just a couple of weeks ago before they played Baylor. Now they're up in the mid-30s and rising, and I think they're in the mid-20s in the Ken Palm, uh, higher than that. So it's amazing what four wins will do for you. And uh, ESPN matchup predictor, I don't know if you look at that, Deshaun, but uh, they go through 10,000 simulations of every game. And the computer spits out the results. And at one point, Michigan State was predicted to go 11-9 and in the Big Ten after losing to Wisconsin and, and to Nebraska. Now it has changed, and I think they're predicted to go 16-4. and so uh, all of these metrics are very much in flux, but yeah. if Michigan State is going to go 16 and four after starting 0 and two, that means they have to go 16 and two from this point forward, and uh, they don't play Purdue here, which is bad news for a program that hasn't beaten the Boilermakers in West Lafayette in football or <laughs> men's basketball since 2014. So uh, they think Michigan State's got a great chance to uh, – the only other game they have them losing is at Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and, and I say this all the time. I sound like a broken record, but, you know, this it, it's always a long season. You have to kind of remember that when the expectations are high for Michigan State because we don't show themselves, you know, until we get closer to March and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We know how that thing goes, and I don't necessarily love that for Spartan fans who rely on – that so heavily as much as they do. Um, but, listen, I mean, there's going to be some – I think what's in front of Michigan State is going to be some games that some people are going to say, oh, no, I remember this Michigan State team. It's the same one that lost to Nebraska and James Madison. And there's no way I'm going to give them a chance against Purdue or maybe some whoever else is right there at the top uh, of the list. And Michigan State are going to win those games. And just when you think Michigan State is rolling, and we're not quite in March yet, it still might be mid – you know, January or late January, early February, and then they lay a stinker. I think those are the type of things that happen uh, as well, and I think it's a strong possibility. And like I said, I mean, when you're looking at this conference, it's crazy with some of the headlines and just some of the different things, seeing Nebraska at the top and, uh, you know, near the top. Purdue, obviously, right there. Ohio State has stepped it up a little bit. I mean, they've only got two losses on the season. And, you know, Nebraska, uh, Northwestern, we thought, was going to be a team that, after beating Purdue, it's like, wow, watch out for, you know, Northwestern. Not sure really what they could string together. Michigan, 
Michigan has definitely fallen uh, quite a bit as well. Maryland you think? has seemed to. You know, Michigan's the only team in the Big Ten right now to show with a losing record. With a losing record, yeah. Six yeah, and seven. Under five, yeah. Yep, six and seven, under five hundred, and on a two-game losing streak as well. And I'm not sure if you saw this. Purdue came in on the road in College Park, Maryland, and I get it. It's you know holiday season, and everything else. Yeah, uh, the respectable program that Maryland is yet still failed to fill one third of <laughs> of their seating for the number one team wow. in the country coming in. And I know Rutgers is just kind of sitting back waiting on their dynamic recruiting class where they have two of the top three overall so far. So uh, a, 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 lot of, a lot of guessing games, a lot of head scratchers right now in the Big Ten, but I think everything will weed itself out over the next few weeks. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you a chance to forget the past and any predictions Uh-oh. you may have made. <laughs> Looking ahead now here on January 4th, when uh, we are in Arizona, Phoenix, for the Final Four, uh, be my 22nd trip, and uh, you'll catch me. Um, what four teams are we going to be seeing? Um, I think we'll. I, I feel. I feel pretty good about still saying Michigan State. I still think that's something that's very doable for Michigan wow. State. We're talking about Final okay. Four. I, I, yeah, I definitely Final put four. them in that Final conversation. Four. Yeah, I'll put them there. Um, I think we'll see Kansas there as well. Uh, right. Connecticut has just as good of a chance to repeat, you know, as any as I've, mm-hmm. as I've seen since Florida's 06, 07. So I'm going to put them in there as well. Okay. Um, there's always a weird outlier here. Um, hmm. I, I, I notice I, you're not saying Purdue. You've seen too much Purdue, Purdue right? You saw yeah, Purdue. Yeah, that, yeah, we saw I'm, Purdue I'm, last I'm, year. I've got to see it. I've, I've got to see it. Um, I think I think Florida Atlantic could, could really get back to this. I mean, they've, they've had, well, the problem is, Jack, they've had some really, really great games. They beat Arizona uh, last yeah. week, two weeks ago. But they just lost the really Golf Coast. Yeah. yeah, lost the Golf Coast, lost to Bryant earlier this year. Um, but I think with this being such a March is all a lot of times about how guard heavy you are. They've got the experience. Everybody's coming back and everything else. I definitely want to put them in that conversation, but that fourth one is tough. I feel the best about, you know, the other three that I aforementioned. All right. I want to talk a little NBA very quickly here. Uh, mm-hmm. Detroit Pistons got that win last week, uh, over the Raptors. People excited about that. And then uh, they had a stinker. And then last night, they really had a great shot to win at Utah. I don't know how you score 148 points and lose, even in overtime. But they were making incredible shots. But, hey, you got to stop the team at the other end, too. They wound up losing a game in overtime. Are you seeing any improvement or change with the Pistons? Um. Not a ton, really. I mean, to be honest with you, I thought even the games that they, a lot, many of the games that they lost when they were on the losing streak that yeah. they were on, a lot of those were really close and really competitive. They weren't getting blown yeah. out by 30 or 40 points every night. Um, so I, I can't tell you that I've necessarily seen a lot of those. Um, just when we thought things were kind of looking up and starting to turn around, I mean, the Houston Rockets, as bad as they are, and I get it, they look really good at home, but. You know, they end up beating the Pistons by about 20-something points. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they've got an interesting one coming up on tomorrow where they're on the road against Golden State. 
I know this yeah. isn't the same Golden State of old, but Golden State needs all the things you get. They can't afford right. losses to the Pistons. So right. Um, right. the ones that the Pistons, I think, where you really start to feel like, all right, I can sense some optimism and some positivity here is what we talked about uh, exactly last week. You know, that mid-January at home against the Spurs, at home against the Rockets, mm-hmm. who are terrible mm-hmm. when they're packing their luggage. And then Have the you know, Wizards the again against, coming up. And right. then the Wizards, exactly, exactly. So I, I think that they've got some opportunities there. But I think that they're going to be really, really looking forward to, uh, you know, maybe getting one of the you know, maybe number one pick or whatever else, what have you, however that's going to look. But I'm, 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 I'll tell you last thing, uh, Jack, I'm not really yeah. pleased with the sell the team chance that I'm hearing. I get it. Yeah, They're bad. Yeah. They've, been, they've been looking really bad and everything else. But I can't tell you I'm, I'm really too pleased with that at all. Pistons are 3-31. and 31. So that means 34 games in the books. And 48 to go. How many of the final 48 do the Pistons win? Of the final 48? They're winning less than 10% now. They're winning about 8% of their games. Yeah, I'd say I'd definitely put them in double digits for sure. No question. Okay. Okay. Um, So they will not finish below the 76ers' nine win total. No, 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 no. I think I think at the very least we could be talking about. Tw- I think at the very least we're talking twelve wins. Okay, that's seventeen last year, so it's a step back, but it's not a step uh, down to the center of the earth. I got you. Uh, Want to ask you about a player who is now the top ranked player in the NBA in terms of metrics, and everyone was probably guessing who that is right now. And there are a lot of great players. You think about what some of them are doing. Uh, do you know who that number one player is? Jeez. Um, no, I don't know who that is. Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, yeah. He's on a streak here, Deshaun. Uh, never been done before in pro basketball. The last four games, 66 assists. So he's averaging uh, 16.5 assists per game over the last four and only four turnovers. Yeah, that is, wow, what an impressive. And scoring more in 30 a game. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interestingly enough, we'll see. I have a chance to oh. uh, catch a little bit more Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, I, I've uh, got that wrong. I apologize. I got that wrong. I'm looking at uh, just for the latest period. Overall, he is not number one, but another surprise to some people wouldn't be to you. It's Shea Gilgis Alexander's number one for the season. Correct. Yeah, correct. SGA correct. is number one for the season. And so Halliburton is number one for this impressive. reporting period. Yeah, and that's just as impressive. And ironically enough, last night Hawks had Oklahoma City Thunder. Tomorrow yeah. night they'll have the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, I mean, the, the 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 numbers that those guys and just when you start talking about efficiency, yeah. trust me, I'm not the biggest you know analytics yeah. guy yeah. in the world. Yeah. I don't really crunch those numbers as much, yeah. but uh, definitely got to give you know those guys credit. And they're not the only ones. I think we've seen a couple of them. I think Trey Young has had some really, really good numbers uh, for the uh, month of December as well. And there's a few guys. Uh, right. But what Halliburton is doing, I mean, he has essentially kind of taken – I mean, I say this somewhat facetiously, you know. It's almost mm-hmm. like 
the things that we were so wowed about by Nikola Jokic and what he has done yeah. and the way he's yeah. done it and everything else is almost seeming like an afterthought now at this right. point. Right. Uh, right. And, and I just, I mean, you start talking about the most impressive team in the calendar year of 2023. Well, let's just say the season of 2023-24, but yeah. in 23 calendar year. I think you're going to be really hard-pressed to find anybody that will be more impressive than they have been with the Indiana Pacers, number one as a team, but even more so Tyrese Halliburton as a basketball player. We mentioned Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Tyrese Halliburton, and you mentioned uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, the rest of the top group there is Anthony Davis, having a great year even though the Lakers can't get out of their own way. They're in a horrible skid. Uh, Joel Embiid. Player number five is uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, player number eight is Kawhi Leonard. Player number nine, how about this, Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren, yeah. Chet Holmgren. We could be talking about Chet Holmgren being the uh, rookie, rookie of, of the year, year obviously. Yeah. And you mentioned Joe Embiid put together. I feel like every yeah. time I was looking up, I was getting a notification about a 50 ball that he was putting up. And obviously there was yeah. a injury issue or whatever else what have you but right. um you know having someone like a Tyrese Halliburton I'm sorry Tyrese Maxey always helps right, him right, you know right. with, with some of that conversation as well but uh really great basketball being being played right now and I think it's come to a lot more compared like I feel like regular season games matter more now than they have you know at right. any point within the probably the last decade if I'm just being honest. Now, I don't know how much of all of any of that had to do with the in-season tournament or whatever, but it just seems like guys are playing, you know, a, a lot closer to what we see as uh, competitive as we do in playoff basketball. The other two members, Deshaun, of the top ten this season, number seven, and this one shocked me. I had to go back and check it. I thought he was very good, but I, I had no idea that he's ranked seventh overall. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, wow. And wow. Uh, number yeah. 10 is uh, Paul George. And then the final six, if we're going to have a sweet 16, uh, huh. might surprise a few people. 11 is LeBron James. 12 is Kevin Durant. 13th is Giannis out of the Kumbo. Uh, 14 is Damian Lillard. 15 is Tyrese Maxey. And. Uh, I'll give you 20 bucks if you can name number 16. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know. I feel like I want to say Trey Young has got to be in that top 16 conversation, right? Uh, Trey Young is, uh, I'll tell you exactly where he is, uh, 18th. 18th. 16 is the highest-ranked Boston Celtic. And no, it is not Jason Tatum. And no, it is not Jalen Brown. And Porzingis. no, it is not. It is not Kristaps Porzingis. Oh. The 16th best player in basketball this year, White. according to all the metrics, is Derek White. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, he does that, everything. Uh, He's the leading shot blocker for a non-center. Wow. That's you know what, and I'll tell you this much, Jack. I mean, the value that guys like him bring to a team. Yeah. I don't know a ton about his story and everything yeah. else that goes yeah. with it. No, he played at Colorado, maybe he wasn't, you know, the most highly touted and whatever else. But when you right. need a plug-and-play guy, yeah. guard, not just guard, guy, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you know, somebody that, you know, is very cerebral player, high IQ, doesn't make yeah. a lot of mistakes, extension of the coach. I mean, we can go on and on and on about, you know, his attributes and what he brings, how he contributes to a team. I think that you'll be, again, hard-pressed to find anybody that would disagree with him specifically. Deshaun, thanks so much for joining us. Have a great week. We'll be back to talk basketball again next Thursday. Can't wait. Thanks, Jack. Hey, Spartan fans. When you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store. Or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. To everyone who wants a meal made just for you, let our team member Arish share what makes Culver's special. We know the best meals are the ones shared with the people you love, like our cooked-to-order butter burgers and our real Wisconsin cheese curds. And there's no better way to treat yourself than our creamy, fresh, frozen custard. I put the same care into your meal that I would for my own family. Come to Culver's for a meal made the Wisconsin way. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to Delicious. Time for a career change? Looking to make a difference? Dean Transportation is looking for compassionate people to join our dedicated team of school bus professionals. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased starting pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours, and more, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now and train all summer. Head to DeanJobs.com. Jack Ebley here with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. Matt, gas prices are still up there, but you've got some good news. I do have good news, Jack. We have lots of different models that are going to help with that issue. I've got the Nissan Sentra, Versa, that all get over 30 miles to the gallon. In fact, the Versa gets 40 miles to the gallon. Wow. Our all-electric Aria has a range of 269 miles. And then on the Chevy side, Trax, Malibu, Equinox, and Trailblazer, all over 30 miles to the gallon. And our brand-new Blazer EV, 320 miles of range. Lots of great options. Stop and see Matt and the gang here. Graph of Okemos, they're making friends. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. 
To everyone who craves a handcrafted treat, let our team member Sephora tell you about a Culver's favorite. We make our thick and creamy fresh frozen custard in small batches all throughout the day. And we mean all day, every day. From our supremely rich shakes and concrete mixers to our freshly scooped dishes and cones, we handcraft every bite to pure perfection. Come to Culver's and get a taste of our fresh frozen custard. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with with love, love, welcome to delicious. Hey Spartan fans, when you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store. Or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. 